I'm Richard. And I'm Will. And together we're... The, the Irreverent, Irreverent Nerds! Nerds. Bum, bum, bum. Nerds! Nerds! We are here for yet yeah. another episode of Season two, 2 of the Irreverent Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Richard, with my co-host, William T. Boyer. T. William Thomas yes. Wayne Boyd. No. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Oh, yeah. man. So, we just walked out of the theater, and we are recording our initial thoughts about Wakanda Forever. Obviously, the... Second in the Black Panther series. Before we get into that review, which we'll try to do spoiler-free initially, uh, the first few minutes, um, but you know us, we will eventually get into spoiler territory, but we'll try to give you a warning before we do that. So, we did want to acknowledge uh, something that happened this past week. Yes. Um, Our beloved actor... Kevin Conroy passed away, as many of you probably already know, and I, we are planning to do a tribute episode to him uh, next week. We wanted to take some time on that and really do it justice, but uh, we did want to take a moment to just to say a few words uh, about his passing and obviously his his contribution to the world of Batman will be greatly missed. Uh, he's been a part of our lives since we were both kids. Um, obviously, Batman the Animated Series, uh, at least that was my first exposure to Kevin Conroy as an actor, and majority of my exposure was, but he did have quite a bit more in his career, and we're going to talk some about that uh, next week. It's going to take time, but I want to talk about Kevin Conroy, the man, who was he outside of Batman, if we can find that information, of course. Yeah. Because he is more than just the Dark Knight. It's sad to know that a human being has passed away yeah man um i think honestly i think we were both a little depressed today like we're like you know what let's let's take another week on this and uh we're gonna do wakanda forever and this week instead so we swapped actually and uh but yeah that that's gonna be coming next week um although wakanda forever does deal with death and it does address, uh, obviously, within the Black Panther world, uh, it's, you know, King T'Challa's death. But we know that the actor, Chadwick Boseman, passed away um, since the last film came out. Um, and I've seen some of his other work. Um, it's excellent. Mm. Uh, he played James Brown, uh, I think. Uh, this might have been before he was T'Challa, but it, I may be wrong on the sequence, but he did an excellent job in that movie, um, both with the singing and the acting, and uh, just very talented man, and uh, has left a legacy, and uh, I guess a foundation as well. I, I do want to learn more about it. I, I saw yes. We saw it referenced there at the end credits, uh, the Chadwick Boseman Foundation. So guys, check that out. I imagine just what I know of him as a man that's doing some pretty amazing things for the world. So uh, check that out. We're going to do that as well. But yeah, they do pay homage to 
Uh, this was really cool. Yeah. At the beginning of the movie, um, when they did the, I don't know what the right word is for it, but the Marvel intro, you know, where it shows right, yes. the Marvel Studios logo, you know, they're playing pictures of all the different movies, you know. It was only Chadwick Boseman. A little nice tribute there. And it and it was basically a moment of silence. Like the only thing you could hear was like the wind rustling from the previous scene, and it was a moment of silence. And I thought that was a really cool touch. Mm, um, yes. And so yeah, they they and there's a couple other points in the movie where they, you know, kind of obviously within the context of the movie as King T'Challa, but you know, definitely, I'm sure the actors and then the staff that were with him on the first film and the other films that he was in, you know, also honoring the man that they knew. And, uh... Lots of very tasteful nods. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. It didn't feel exploitive at all, and it it just felt very dignified, and, um, I liked that. So, yeah, um... So I guess we'll move from that and, Mm. and just talk... A little bit about um, kind of the overall plot of the movie. Uh, let's see. Will, do you want to do you want to take a crack at that? Just the just the plot synopsis. Yeah, like a plot synopsis, or like the big big picture view of of the plot. And obviously, we, we do have to. I don't think this is a spoiler because they're in the trailer, but you don't find out a lot about them necessarily in the trailer. But the the main antagonist, I guess, for lack of a better term. You know, much of the movie's plot centers around the relationship between them and the Wakandans. Right, right. Uh, I am not very familiar with this people or underwater nation. During, in my thoughts while watching the movie, I was just calling them Atlanteans. That's not true. That's not correct. (laughs) That's not the correct term. Uh, But we all know, uh, if you've been paying attention, you've been watching the trailers, if you're loosely familiar with Marvel and you're excited about this film, you probably already know that Namor is in this film. And uh and he is a character that I knew was an antagonist in the Fantastic Four in the original comics. Mm. So it makes sense that he's an antagonist in the MCU. Uh but I there's nothing I really knew about him prior to this film past that really. Um, but yes, uh, the synopsis of this film is basically, uh, to try to leave it spoiler free, the spoiler free synopsis is, uh, Wakanda against Namor, or Namor against Wakanda, um, see, he's the antagonist, and, uh, there's a lot of really, uh, I'd like to talk about this later, um, but a lot of good character development in this film. Uh, I don't know. That's just something that stuck out there to me. Um, can't really say more without give, giving away spoilers. Yeah, so I guess from there we will um, kind of move somewhat chronologically through the film and just talk about different points. And, uh, yeah, obviously we will eventually get into spoiler territory. Um, but the, the, uh, the people group, 
which again they're in the trailers so other than I don't think this is this is a spoiler but um, you do learn more about them as the movie goes on so initially they're very mysterious so we see that some of the other nations in the world like after Wakanda has gone more public and you know T'Challa has established the the outreach centers in the different countries and around the world um, we see that other powers that be, you know, United States, France, etc., are wanting to gain access to vibranium. No surprise. Um, and in fact, France tries to invade one of the resource centers and steal some of the vibranium, but the Wakandans found out they were coming and defended the center. And then rather than killing the soldiers, you know, brought them. This is pretty, pretty bold. Like they bold. bring them, bring them onto the floor of the UN General Assembly. <laughs> bold. Yeah, and um, basically they, they let uh, all the other nations there know it's like, hey, if any of you try this, we will fight back. Basically, and the Queen herself is there, letting them know that. And um, yeah, that was that was. Pretty badass, and then uh, it cuts to where we get introduced to the the people of uh, I think Talokan. I think that's how you say it. Yeah, Talokan. I have no idea. Well, that's uh, that's where they live, I guess. Um, but they're they're originally descended from the Mayans, which I love the fact that they. This is a little bit of a spoiler, but not not too much. Um, News to me. But yeah, they descended. They were Mayans, and then you know they they found. Sort of the the equivalent of the the Black Panther flower, like or the flower that makes the the Black Panther is like flowers that grow in in vibranium rich soil, um, but they found it underwater, and that they didn't then, just find it. God showed it to. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. One <laughs> no, of the, I'm one sorry. Of the, one of the just gods. A religious joke. Yeah, one of the gods showed that to. I forget which one, but uh, one of the Mayan gods supposedly. You know, it shows it to them. And it gives them the powers. You know, we did just see Love, Thor, Love, and Thunder, so I guess gods are a thing. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Including I've been gods wondering. Dancing in skirts. <laughs> yeah, I've been wondering about that. I've also been wondering why France, but but yeah. I've been wondering. Good question. About the God point, but then I just remember just now that Thor, Love, and Thunder has happened, so. Oh, I think I know. Like, so never mind. <laughs> we have a we have a complete cosmos pantheon now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm interrupting yeah. you. I, I got to say something every now and then. Well, before we get too much further, um, let's just do a very brief, brief like rating. So, out of five stars, and let's say out of five stars, first first out of five stars with in comparison to the other Marvel films. So, there's like the Marvel. F- Pantheon rating. Uh, what do you think you would give it in relation to other Marvel films? Like how many stars? Out of five? Yeah, like for me, like Infinity War is like like at four point seven five. Like it's it's to, it's still my favorite Marvel film. I mean, it just tied so many things together, and it did a great job doing. Oh it. yeah. And um, you know, obviously it. Yeah, I think it stands well on its own too. It's just a, a really good film. So that'd be like, 
Um, but in my mind, like I would rate this right up there with that. Like this was really well done. Like I would, I would say this is probably a 4.5, like maybe right behind Infinity War for me. Like this might be my, my second favorite Marvel movie now. I really liked it. How, how did you feel about it uh, in terms of just overall rating? I'm going to get it a three out of a five. I mean, it was definitely, it's definitely a good film. Uh, I don't, some people on my Facebook feed are trashing it. I don't know why. It's it's a good film. It really is. Uh, I would almost give it a four, but I'm not sure if I'm being too charitable or not. I've definitely seen worse than the MCU. Uh, this is definitely an enjoyable watch. Uh, um, Shuri's character... No, that's a spoiler. But, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I've got... There are pros and cons, things I love and hate about the film. Well, not hate, but dislike about the film. I'm going to go with a three for right now. Okay, so in comparison to the Marvel Universe, a three out of five stars. It's not bad. Now, compared to just movies more broadly, I think I would give it a four out of five, just comparing it across the spectrum with other cool. other films. Um, how about you? Do you stick with a three on that, or would you go lower? No, I wouldn't go lower. Um, like I said, you know, I thought about four out of five, too, but I wasn't really certain if that was just the hype of getting out of the theater or not. You know, I need to let it sink in for a while. Uh, remember when we saw Amazing Spider-Man 2, or... And I came out being like, that's the best Spider-Man movie I've ever seen. You looked at me <laughs> and you were like, you're crazy, Will. <laughs> oh, man, that was so bad. That was just hype. That was hype. <laughs> uh, I was just on my adrenaline rush coming out of the theater. <laughs> so I'm just wondering if 4 out of 5 for this film is just hype or, or if it actually deserves it. But it was good. Uh, I have... Uh, it was better than Thor Dark World. It was better than... In my opinion... All of the Iron Man films. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, Especially two. Yeah. Two is yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's a good film. It really is. Yeah, I would. I mean, obviously, you wouldn't have this film without the first Black Panther film. But I, I think I enjoyed it more than the first Black Panther film. Um, I, I, I think they improved on, uh-huh. like they they fleshed out the world. They built. You know, they built out the world, obviously, and um, developed the characters as well. And I don't know, maybe some of it is uh, I'm just a sucker for ancient civilizations, and cool, like when you cool, can cool, bring cool, cool. when you can bring those into, you, you obviously have Africa, where I mean, as the theory, there's a lot. Of, there's not everybody agrees on it, but like there's some scientists at least that think that that's where we all migrated out of was africa like so like that goes back to everybody's roots in a sense but then also i mean the mayan civilization in terms of recorded history i mean it goes way back as well and so that's, and i believe um if i'm not mistaken we'll have to look this up to be sure but i think they actually spoke mayan in the film cool. like the the um the actors it wouldn't surprise me if some of them were actually of mayan descent like but yeah, they I'm pretty sure they, they use the actual language in the film, which is pretty pretty darn cool, I thought. Cool. Um Yeah, I was wondering, you know, if they were real world languages as opposed to taking the time and effort to create a fake one like Cleon, but <laughs> No, I'm pretty sure like 
Because, like, the, they were Mayan, yeah. so it would make sense that they spoke Mayan. I don't know a lot about the history. So the Mayan language isn't a dead language. It's a language that no, survived. Yeah, some people still speak it. Like oh, from what okay. I understand, like cool. very like small pockets, like tribal groups uh, within um, oh. Central, I believe Central America. Um, well, yeah, so there, there it is still spoken in some some places. Like uh, it's not widespread anymore. But um, but yeah, in the Mayan, some aspects of Mayan culture have been carried down as well. Cool. Oh yeah, I saw. I well, I know this much, thanks to Ghostbusters, the video game, which is <laughs> just a very awkward place to learn Mayan history, but I saw them playing that, like, hoop basketball game thing in the stone stone hoop in the movie. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Talking about Mayan culture. I know things. <laughs> <sighs> that was an achievement on Ghostbusters. <laughs> But I like that, like, I like that, and, um, I thought the, on more broad notes, I thought the cinematography was really good, uh, just some really, and obviously the special effects fall into that too, like, they're beautiful effects, and the underwater scenes were, were great, and honestly, it's what I wish, it's the level of achievement that I wish Aquaman would have achieved, but Aquaman looks, looked so fake. Huh. Um. You know, I thought, uh, but this like, I don't know. It's just the the way they handled it. It looked a lot more realistic, I guess. Or just, and I think part of that choice was that they made a lot of it darker. Yeah. So when you do that, like, not only did it make it a little creepy, but it also enables you you get to avoid some of that. Like, that was one of the mistakes the VFX artists and for Aquaman made is that it was too bright uh, underwater and and then it just really exposed the the fakeness like the cgi-ness of it i thought i didn't realize um, that so that they were smart i think in this to to which you know get deeper in the ocean that's more realistic as well like it's it's gonna be dark so i like that and it gave it a creepier vibe overall as well like when you were down there or yeah. a more mysterious vibe i thought I didn't look close enough at Aquaman when I watched it to see or be able to tell that it was it was CGI fake. I mean, obviously, I know it's fake, you know, right, it's a movie, right. but yeah. Uh, watching this film, I actually thought that Aquaman did it better. But you know, really? you've got a point there. You've got a really good point. The only reason I thought Aquaman did it better is because I couldn't see a darn thing. It was so dark in this film. <laughs> but you're right; it is real more realistic that way. Yeah, because you, uh, you get below yeah. the, the twilight zone, you know, in the... I think that's what they call it, but, like, you get, I, you get to a certain depth and there's no light. And, and forgive my my sense of humor sometimes. I made a crack earlier about the Mayan's God, and, and I shouldn't have done that. I mean, I'm a religious person, so it's weird that I'm laughing that someone has a vision from a God, but, but I, I guess that just... I forgot this took took place in the world of Thor: Love and Thunder as well, so you know it's just it's kind of weird how we're just building on these Marvel movies after Marvel movies, and I'm not completely familiar with the comics, and suddenly we have all these pantheons of real gods. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, yeah. uh, not that does get a little yeah um, convoluted. It's starting yeah. to get a little convoluted. <laughs> But but at first it just you know it was like who who gave them the vision because 
when I think of Marvel Comics, I think of more of a science-based. But that's not true. I mean, you got Doctor Strange, that's magic. I mean, it's not God Pantheon necessarily magic, but it's magic. Anyway, what I'm getting at is that um, my sense of humor kicked in. It was so dark down there, and then Shuri says later, oh, the city was so beautiful, and, I, and it's like, why are you talking about Shuri? I couldn't see a darn thing. <laughs> 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 well, then he brings the yeah. what is it? The vibranium sun. That was cool. I brought the power. Of the I brought the sun to my people, or something. Yeah, that but, was um, real cool, right there. That's true. But no, I just thought the the connection with ancient Mayan culture, and then and I, you know, I don't know how closely it represented that necessarily, but other than you know, like um, I'm not a Mayan expert. I did I did see in the credits that they had several advisors on Mayan culture and cool. Mayan, the Mayan language, obviously. So that was cool. Hmm. Is this a bad time to ask? Uh, how much did you know about Namor and his people before we seeing this film? Not a thing. Yeah, not not. I didn't know anything either. Just that he was antagonist on the Fantastic Four comics. Yeah, I'd never even heard of the character and obviously they, they don't show him in the trailer they show his his people which you know that's like wait why are there blue people coming to I fight I don't know I was wondering that thing that same I, thing he was in one of the trailers I do wonder just a little bit if Marvel chose those <laughs> people in part to compete with Avatar that's coming out next, I hope not next month like I wonder because that Avatar's just going to blow them out of the water. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like I, I doubt. Uh, well, it's hard to say. Like I don't know that Avatar will repeat the success of, like this, in terms of like budget. Like cause it made two point eight billion dollars, like the first one, and there's so many other good movies out now, and I just have a hard time believing it could top that. But you never know. You yeah. never know. No, I um, just meant... I'm sure it'll make $2 billion at least. Um, but whether it'll get close to $3 billion, yeah. I don't know. What are the people of Avatar called? The uh, Navi. The Navi. The Navi, their designs artistically are just more pleasing to the eye than Namor's blue tribesmen. Oh, yeah, because they were... That's all. I mean, they were literally just humans with yeah. you know blue makeup on. You know? And when they were under <laughs> the water... They weren't they blue, weren't blue, which makes sense, I guess. You know, because like, I wondered about that. Because yeah, just like blue when they hit oxygen. I can't. Or well, it's maybe it's, it's probably more that the 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 blue. Um, probably has more to do with refraction and stuff from like the blue of the ocean. Yeah. Uh, uh, the things I think about when I watch <laughs> a, a movie meant for entertainment. <laughs> So Why are they see. blue? Why are they not blue? <laughs> so we're about... We're definitely more than halfway through the episode. So... And our wives are probably going to be calling us soon because it's late. <laughs> I know mine is. So we're going to go ahead and uh, go full spoiler now. So we're, we're, we'll, we'll drop spoiler. things that... Uh, if you haven't seen the movie yet, we you know unless you like being spoiled... Neighbor um, can fly by his feet. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. And initially, Biggest like spoiler. the first introduction, like you, <laughs> you, it's very dark. It happens at night, so like, kind of what kicks off the events of this is um, there's a 
a young scientist in America who invents a device that gets basically taken by the U.S. government. It's a device that can detect vibranium. And they're, like, searching all over the planet, you know, trying to find vibranium. And they find some in the ocean. And then the the people of Talqan, you know, you know, our first introduction to them is they, they come, oh, it's, it's creepy as heck. Like, they're basically like sirens. Like, they come in, like, singing oh, yeah. this creepy-ass song. And then people just, like, I think they said it's like sonic hypnosis or something. Like, people just start jumping off this, like, oil rig thing, you know? Sonic <laughs> hypnosis, that's it's the... creepy. It's like... It's like yep. if, the, if the happening had actually been scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shots have been fired. <laughs> no, the happening was a little creepy, but not creepy enough. Um, but yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, nature's revenge. The plants are killing us. Anyway, uh, <laughs> sorry, don't get me started on the, the happening. It's not the worst Shyamalan movie, uh, but it's in the bottom three, I would think. Well, maybe bottom five. Bottom five. I thought it was my wife calling. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to pause for a second here. All right, we're back. So, so it's like 11 o'clock at night when we're recording this. So, you know, our wives are like, where are you at? <laughs> How dare they expect us to adult? <laughs> yeah. It was a long movie, though. I think it was like three hours long. Yeah. Like, um, with the trailers, absolutely. But no, it, it was paced. It was paced well. I thought it did. It didn't feel like it got dragged out. Like I, I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was paced well. And um, but yeah, like I, I really did enjoy the um, getting introduced to this this new people group and like another group on the planet. Basically, or, or you know, you're not sure. Still, they still leave you a little bit unsure at the end whether they'll be long-term allies of Wakanda or rivals, but certainly potential rivals, um, given that they also have access to vibranium, which the Wakandans didn't know existed anywhere else. But this society is very similar to Wakanda in that they've tried to keep themselves secret from, you know, the rest of the world. Um, yeah. And um, towards the end, again, spoilers... The Wakandans um, promise to keep that secret for them. Um, I don't understand it, but but I find it humorous. What was that one lady's name? The main, the the general. Her oh. entire her she lost her entire religion when she found out that someone else had what Verbank. Vibranium. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't. Yeah. Aunt stories. <laughs> I feel bad. I can't They're remember her name. She's a really big part of the movie too. Yeah, she is. Um, I can't think of it. But God, dang it, it's like the the main general in the the Wakandan army. I feel like I would benefit from having read a bunch of Marvel comics before seeing this film, but oh well. Yeah. And um, let's see. But, you know, um, I'm glad for films like this. You know, I really like anime and things out of Japan. Uh, that interests me. But, you know, it's good to be exposed to different cultures. I hope that this counts anyway. I mean, I know it's still very much an American film. 
but, uh, you know, I feel, you know what I'm saying? No. No. Okay. <laughs> it's good to see movies that aren't purely white. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, um, yeah, and, and like I said, I love the fact that they brought in another ancient culture. You yeah. Know, like, uh, obviously, you know, fictional, but it, you know, has ties to, you know, just as Wakanda does to, to real ancient cultures. And I just, I like that. I really like that. And um, I've always loved history and stuff, and especially ancient history. And so that, that kind of stuff fascinates me anyway. And I don't know as much about like the Mayans and the Incans and the Aztecs um, as I do maybe some other cultures. So it's, it's cool to just see references to that. And I thought it was, yeah, just movie very well done. Uh, you know, cheers to you, Ryan Coogler. Yeah, you did a good job writing and directing. And um, this is definitely a worthy successor to the first Black Panther film, I thought. And um, so here's a major spoiler. So if this is like, that, well, this is the end credit scene. Like we did this with one of our last ones. So we're right here at the end of our episode. So we're going to spoil the end credit scene. So if you want to know what it dun, is, dun, dun. then we'll tell you. <laughs> um, so T'Challa has a son. That's right. And I just wonder if he's from the comics because somebody else in the theater said, oh, when he came on board, they said his name. Could be. Yeah, maybe he'll become the Black Panther someday. Yeah. Which I obviously, about that. I mean, everybody knows from the trailers, you know, obviously Shuri becomes the Black Panther. Uh, it's at least two-thirds of the way into the film. Like, it's, you know, it's a good part. You know, it's towards the end of the film that she finally takes on the mantle. Um, but, yeah, apparently King T'Challa and Nowdy? Nowdy? Dang it. I'm getting the names wrong. But um, his his love interest from the first film, you know, who's right. also a, a badass, like, spy and everything... Um, we find out that she left six years ago, left Wakanda, and it's kind of left mysterious as to as to why. And we find out in the end credit scene why is that her and T'Challa looks like they secretly got married, or just secretly, uh, more or less, you know, secretly got married and moved. He moved her to Haiti, where she were then raised. Um, their son so it's like and i've been trying to figure out whether or not that six years includes the five-year jump uh during the uh the blinking away hmm you know oh yeah so so when they said six years it made me think that that was one year plus the five years that t'challa had turned into dust i didn't even think about that so i mean that's a really good point what what I know, what what year is this, this fictional timeline huh. taking place in this movie? That is a good point. Yeah, because yeah. that so that would have that, that would have meant that. Yeah, I don't know. He could know. have been pronounced dead, and his you know by the blink, the snap, and huh. then to come back, maybe that was the first year. But anyway, it doesn't matter. This is just some thoughts of mine. Yeah, well, I'm sure that info's out there somewhere. Um, 
either way, we're told it's been six years, you know, since she left Wakanda. So around that time, you know, they, which maybe she left because she was pregnant. I don't know. However that worked out. But um, the son looks like he's at least six years old. So, um, so yeah, I think that's the implication. But, but yeah, probably, this is probably all happened post-blip, I would say. That'd oh, okay. be my guess, though. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Like, that might have been in there. Like, maybe they had sex before, you know, they went to the big fight in Endgame. Or no, no. Oh, Infinity War? Bef- yeah, Infinity yeah. War. And then, uh, who knows? <laughs> Some, somewhere in there. I've exploded. Somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to look that up. Um, or you can tell us, our listeners. Uh, we'll see. Trying to think. Anything else was really cool? Oh yeah, like uh, the character Ironheart. Yeah. Came in, which I saw you do a fist pump. So I'm assuming you know about that character from the comics. Uh, only a, that she exists, bit. and I was happy to see her. Yeah, I was like, I figured it had happy to... to see her armor. Yeah, her suit. Yeah, so like, is she gonna be like the? The sort of Iron Man replacement, yes, but like Iron Woman, basically. Basically, except it's Iron Heart. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I thought her character was pretty cool. She was. Uh, Excuse me. Yeah, it, it is getting late, and our our brains are slowly moving towards sleep. <laughs> I was disappointed that Shuri took her suit. The spoiler, spoiler. How spoiler are we getting? We're full spoiler now. Okay. So, yeah, I was a bit sad at the end of the film when Shuri told her she couldn't take her suit back, but yeah, uh, we, we, we'll we see Ironheart uh, in the future. It's probably because of the Vibranium in it, I bet. Probably. Yeah. But no, she'll... She'll probably help her if she hasn't already. Help her make another suit without vibrating. And isn't there an Ironheart Disney Plus show coming soon? Is there really? Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I heard. Ah. I didn't know if you heard that or not. Makes sense. Those boys know how to make money. I'll say that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I, I, I love it. Like, this this stuff is awesome. Like, um, but no, I don't have Disney Plus currently. Um, we'll get it again eventually. Because, um, yeah, there's just too much good content on there. Both for my kids and and for me, <laughs> um, I haven't caught up with Andor yet. The uh, true, say Andor, yeah, Andor the series. Yeah. Oh, so that should be pretty cool. <sighs> anyway, well, um, we should probably wrap this up. So, like we said, we. Uh, Within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, I gave it a 4.5 out of 5 stars. Will gave it a 3. And um, I gave it a slightly lower if I'm comparing it to like just other films more broadly. I would give it a 4. Um, I think... Yeah, just visually, just a beautiful film. And you know, some good character development within it. And good world building as well. And uh, some good messages also, you know, similar to what um, the original one dealt with. Like, And here's another spoiler, but uh, Killmonger makes an appearance, but from the ancestral plane, so to speak. 
And uh, so, yeah, like some of the same arguments of like, how are you going to respond to, you know, attacks and violence? Are you going to respond with vengeance? Or are you going to, you know, are you going to show mercy? And and sure, he has to reckon with that. And in the end, you know, she goes the way that the Chala would have gone, where you know she she shows mercy. Yeah, um, you know, I admit that a part of me was expecting some sort of CGI to Chala, or at least just the mom or the dad. Is the actor playing the dad still alive? You know, if he is, to have shown up in the ancestral plane, but they'd made the right choice, not just because it. I know they did that with uh, Harold Ramis in Ghostbusters Afterlife, but, you know, it, and they've done that with uh, Carrie Fisher, but it, it's really a risky move to bring someone back with CGI. They did the right thing for story, not not just about taste, but just plot-wise to bring back Killmonger. Uh, it averted my expectations. Yeah, I didn't expect yeah. it. Uh, yeah. I, I knew that he was in the film... That was long since rumored, but mm. how he was in the film, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Like, um, I liked how that came in, and it was connected with with Shuri's journey, which, which obviously, like Shuri, in a sense, had a very similar journey to T'Challa's in uh, Civil War, huh? Where, like Marvel Civil War, right? You know, where That's his true. his father gets killed, and then he's going after the guy that killed him. And has a chance to end that person's life, but then doesn't decides to show mercy instead. And um, I forgot about that. Yeah. So, excuse me. In a way, like her, her journey mirrors mirrors his in that she has to also wrestle with a desire for vengeance. And in the end, you know, like she go, starts down that path, but in the end, chooses mercy. And um, and yeah, at least at least right now, anyway, it looks like the people of Talok Khan are going to be an ally with Wakanda. Um, you, you still get the sense of like there there's some some danger there, and like that could change in the future. But um, but for now, they're they're allies together. <sighs> so anyway, we both enjoyed the film. Um, yes. And, uh, and uh, another good, solid addition to the MCU. And, very uh, much so, very much. Yeah, and it said Black Panther will return, so no telling which movie that will be in, if it will be the next Black Panther film or if it will be in some one of the others. Uh, I haven't heard, you know, I know they had some issues with the actress. They, there was, like, some contract disputes or something that slowed down production, I think, a bit with the, the actress who played Shuri. So I don't know how that might affect future films. I don't know. Um, but yeah, like uh, I think next thing up on the Marvel docket is the the Ant-Man film that we saw the trailer for at the beginning. That looks really Very exciting. exciting. Very I'm, exciting. I'm looking forward to that. That looks really good. And Bill Murray is in it, apparently. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I heard about that, but it was still a surprise seeing him in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. It looks like they're going to bring in, what, what are they called, the Micronauts? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I'm that, not... Um, that's a very, very obscure Marvel title. Nice. I, yeah. Once again, Will displays his comic book acumen. <laughs> well, uh, just think, 
random uh, random articles on the internet and Wikipedia and what I'm bored on YouTube. <laughs> oh yeah, and obviously again this is from the trailer, but obviously the the watcher or at least an earlier maybe an earlier iteration of him, some oh, iteration really? of him is in it. Really? Yeah. Are you, are from, you talking from Loki? Like the Watcher? Not the Watcher. No, no. Isn't You're it? talking about Wait, King. Sorry. King, King. The Conqueror. Not the Watcher. The Conqueror. King, King yeah. the Conqueror, yeah. So he, he makes an appearance. He's gonna be in it, so that that should be pretty cool. Yeah, that's been long rumored that he'd be in that too. Uh, it seems like they're changing his origin, but maybe we should save that for our Ant-Man podcast. Yeah, I mean, that'll, that comes out in February, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, the next big movie, um, on the horizon is Avatar The Way of Water, coming out next month. I think it's next month. And I promise I won't make fun of it. Oh, like, <laughs> dude, I'm just looking forward to the, the, I, the experience, like. I am too. Like, and I'm definitely going to save up to see it in IMAX 3D because the hell else, there's no other way to see an Avatar movie but in IMAX 3D. So, I don't or, know. or in 3D, some form of 3D, like, because it's going to be yeah. freaking amazing in 3D. And the new trailer shows a lot more of, and I was like, yes, this is going to be good. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't know why I made fun of the first one comparing them to Smurfs. But I'm, I'm actually, I'm over that. I'm really looking forward to this film, actually, to be honest. It's very, you know, just like the first one, it looks beautiful. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, and there were, you know, obviously parts of the plot in the first one were, were stupid, and the villains are a bit, like... Cliché? Yeah, very cliché. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's like, it didn't really, ruin, it didn't really ruin the film for me, because it's just, it's just such an epic experience in the theater. It's like... It's like you can put up with that kind of crap because it's just so, such an amazing experience to, to watch it. And, and you love the main characters. They're just so engaging. And it's like, um, so yeah, anyway, looking forward to that coming up uh, probably the next um, in theater film that we'll review together. Uh, but next week, yeah, look for, um, we're going to do a tribute episode to Kevin Conroy and uh, talk about his life and his career. So, keep an ear out for that next Wednesday. Right, nerds? You want to say something, Mr. Boya? Yeah, um, if y'all want to, uh, get ready for the next podcast. Tell us what your favorite Kevin Conroy uh, voice acting or live action appearance is. You know, be, uh... You know, we love to hear back from you guys to see uh, what your what your favorite stuff is that he's done. Yeah, that'd be great, actually. Um, you guys know we haven't plugged this in a while, but you can. Uh, you, we still have the capacity for you to leave us a voice message. You can go to the anchor.fm forward slash irreverent nerd uh, profile there and leave us a voice message. And um, you can also hit us up on our Instagram page or on our Facebook fan page. And, uh, yeah, let us know, and uh, we can include it in the episode. Like, uh, if you also have a tribute that you want to share uh, to, uh, for Kevin Conroy, you can send it to us in an email. Um, see, my email, the one I use for all my digital content stuff, is uh, lifeisherevlog at gmail.com. Uh, you can also DM us on Instagram and uh, at the Reverend underscore nerds. So, yeah. Get in, get in touch. Let us know. Um, 
and uh, and you may be included in next week episode. Well, until next time, nerds. Live long and prosper. <laughs>